you know how chains have length, right? You know, like Christmas time, the kids always make those little, you know, they, they decorate the rooms with chains, you know, the little, it, it's chains. And what I realized is that no matter how large we are as Red Church, we're part of a bigger church. And the church, I, I love looking out here going, there's my other pastor friend down there, and then down there, and down there, and I even paid for Pastor Morris today on the way through to church today, that the Lord would strengthen his body and give him a great word for the people today, that thousands will be saved. Why? Because we're part of a larger church, and I really think that we really don't understand that. Matter of fact, we're part of the Congo church. We're part of a bigger church. And the things that are spoken in this today, I want us to look at this, and we're only going to get through, I have nine pages of notes, just so you know. And each page has that on it. That's like, that's nasty. It's just like nasty stuff and written. I keep writing and writing and writing. I'm like, i stop. And so it's like, i just stop. And it's just stop. And so you got to go, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say? You know, and I think Paul hit it on the nose. Was it last week, week before, or somewhere? He said, you know, are we really listening? Really? And then I want us to do this today and next week, because this is part one, next week is part two, all right, um, of these letters. I want us to look at these letters and go, is that us? Is, is that me? Would you do that with me? Is, because you know, I can put on a good game, good game face. Doing great. But inside, I'm dying. Right? We're really good at putting that mask on. And I love mine. You know, I love that, right? They got the, right? Back behind, there's a person behind me. And we're really good at putting that face on. So anyway, let's dive into this book. Um, I don't even know where to start. I have so much stuff I'd like to say. It's kind of like, you know, you go down to Jersey Mike's and you get the foot long. You know, and he's just loading it up, loading it up, and loading it up. We're not going to be able to eat all this today. Does that make sense? We're going to just cut it in half, chew on it, and come back for some more next time. Does that sound good? Because it's just, it's just too overwhelming. It's just overwhelming to me. And so, um, but just realize last week we talked about how Jesus was walking amongst the candlesticks. Um, you know, I was telling the, the group this morning I had a stack of books like this this week, and I got down to about right here. It's about as far as I got. I just I couldn't digest all this. And one guy says this, says that, and, and I'm like, wow, this is just like great. This is just awesome. These letters in chapter 2 and 3, are written to churches that are in Asia Minor. And I, I had a map saved and didn't save right, well, whatever, and you know where John's at in the Isle of, of the Patmos. And they're like right all around where he was within miles. And, and so they're, they're, all those churches are in Asia. And so there's different ways to look at this. But all I know is these are letters written, and we've kind of lost that art now. We've lost the art of writing. Remember back when you used to write? And you'd... You would mail it, and you would, you know, girls used to spray some, you know, some perfume on there, and the guys would get, 
there's something about perfume, right, that just does something to a guy. It just does something. You know, something about it. But we're just, we, you know, and, and you get a letter, it's kind of like, now, you know, remember, who doesn't like, who likes to get, well, we don't like it, I don't like getting mail anymore, but when you, who likes to get mail, all right? Yeah, we love mail. Me, I'm like, no mail, no mail, no mail, I don't want any mail. You know, because they're all going to be bills, 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 bills. But isn't it great to get in there and you go, ah, it's a handwritten, oh my gosh, someone wrote me a handwritten note. Isn't that great? I went to the mailbox one time. I, was, I think I was 19, 20. Dad's handwriting. Dad wrote me a letter. And it said, Dear Jamie. <laughs> I knew where he was headed. Anybody ever got a note like that from your dad? You don't want one. These letters are written for the church, specifically, but remember, it's a circular letter, so everybody gets to hear the report about the other church. So it's really for the church. Does that make sense? Okay. So as we go into this, you got to realize that what he's trying to say is very applicable to then as it is to today. Okay. Got that? And you can also parallel it, and it's really a great parallel. I like the way, I like the way this is laid out. It's very possible that each of these churches is a time of history. Church history, that is. I like that. Because it lays out perfect in history. So if you're a history buff, you're, this is in. You're, this is a buy-in, right? If not, just kind of get the content, enjoy it, and or not, and then go from there. But the, each letter, there's seven of them in chapters two and three. And remember now, the book of Revelation, you can break it up into three parts. First part is the church age, okay? Church age. The second part of Revelation is all about the the, the judgments. And then the third part is about the, the millennium, the thousand years. Okay? Right now we're still in the church age. Even right now we're still in the what? Church age. Why? Because Jesus hasn't come back yet, right? But he is. Are you looking for him? I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm, I'm, not, I'm less concerned about the garage. I'm less concerned about you know, certain things, or I'm going to buy that, I don't know, what for, it's a waste. I don't know, it's just, maybe it's just me, right? When I was younger, I was like, oh, everything looks good, I don't even want, I want that. I, I really don't want it. I hope you have it, I can borrow it, I don't really want it, right? You got a boat, great, uh, can I borrow it? But I don't want it. Does that make sense? Because um, I'm only here for a few days, and then I'm gone. So these letters are written, and each letter has like seven pieces to it. And they're all the same. Kind of, sort of. Make sense? So in these letters, they do some things and um, they explain some things. And so, oh, and yeah, that Dear John letter, or no, Dear Jamie letter. 
He was helping me get to where I needed to be so that I could become a man of God and not falter. Okay? These are trying to get the church to see where they are and where they, where they need to be so that they can be what they need to be. Is that kind of good English? I don't know. I'm working on my English skills. Every time I changed colleges, I had to take bonehead English every time. That's a class where you take it, but you get no credit. <laughs> you sit there for 16 weeks, and you get no credit. Boy, that's a lot of fun. Write it again. <laughs> Do it again. See, that's the good thing. I get a second chance. I get a third chance, I get a fourth chance, I get a fifth chance. But guess what? Your chances are running out because he's coming. That's the whole crux of this book. Jesus is coming. I know, I know. We've said it all our life. We're in the 20s and we're in the 30s and the 40s. Now we're 50 and we'll be 60. And... Is he really coming back? Really? Really? Or, oh, gosh, he's coming back. I got to get married. That's not good. I got to get a car. I got to get a house. Right, right, right. It's just me, right? You don't think like that. I do. Got to hurry up this thing up because it's coming. So, y'all start singing the song today, Overcomer. He has over. I'm going, oh, my goodness. That's the first line of my name. That's the name of the sermon, Overcomer. Because at the end of every letter, it says, to him who overcomes, I went, that's it. That's the ticket. I'm going to ride that one for two weeks. Riding that pony. Then I thought, blood, right? The Revelation 12, 11 comes, and there it is. It's on the screen, first thing. Pastor Leo's preaching again. Doggone it. He always gets that. He's going to preach it. Go ahead, brother. Get on with it. I'm all for that. You get on with it. I'll sit down. Let you preach. Go for it. That's what you have the word for the day. So what is an overcomer? Because at the end of each letter, it talks about being overcomers. And so an overcomer is someone who prevails. Someone who, to get the better in a struggle. I like that. To get the better in a struggle. To get the better. It's kind of like, remember that struggle in the Bible? Well, you know. Conquer. To defeat. Double exclamation point. That's an overcomer. And so, I'm thinking, okay, overcomer. This Bible is full of hope. Um, it's full of these letters. And these letters have seven different segments. It's like, he, he, he says as he goes, this is like, the, the names for Christ, and this is like, I'm going to give you some praise, and oh, I'm going to rebuke you a little bit, but well, here's some instruction, and, and, and then I'm going to give you some, then I'm going to warn you about some things, but then there's a reward and promise, and then I want you to know, hey, hello, are you listening? Every other is just like that. Every, every one of them, every, just sit up just like that, every one of them. So, as I went through there, and we're going to look at the first three today, if we even have time for all three, 
And then we're going to kind of see, is this him? Is this him? He does that. He, he puts the, like I do in small group, he talks about how it's like the hamburger effect. It's the bun, the meat, and the bun. Right? You ever done that in management? Hey, man, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Uh, by the way, what are you doing? What are you doing? Did I tell you what a good job you're doing? Right? It's kind of one of those things where you, you kind of get the pat on the back, kind of kick in the, you know, and then the pat on the back kind of effect. They teach you that in all seven of them. Got a little bun, got a little meat, and a bun. Why does the bun taste so tasty? Isn't it great with a little bit of butter on it or something? Taste on it? But see, you taste of the Lord, and he is. So you know the word, right? See, the word is amazing. That's why when you read it, it changes the atmosphere. That's why you're an overcomer, because when you testify, it's going to contain some of the word. And when the word's proclaimed, I, when it, I was just getting, I was like, oh my gosh, where do I go with all this? I'm like, oh man, where do I start? Because it's like you can just go a thousand directions, right? So let's look at this first church. And we're going to read the letter. Then I'm going to kind of give you some stuff on it. And then we're going to apply it. And then we're going to see where we are. How's that sound? Does that sound good? All right. That's kind of where we're headed. Um, if you put it like in church history, this would be like the very first Part of history, like like the 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 very very first apostolic, like there in the the 30s and the 60s and the 90s, right in the hundred, right right in there. And so this here, and the problem is, well, we'll get there. Let's just read it. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, and they all say that. Look at the next letter. It says, to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write. To the angel in the church in Pergamum, write. It's, okay, they all say that. Then it says this in verse one. These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks amongst the seven golden lampstands. Well, who's that? Right? Jesus. This is a teaching thing. We're in class today. Sound good? I always wanted to be a professor, by the way. I applied and they rejected me. I know your deeds. Oh, now we're starting in the middle. your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men and that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have them found them false. That's like, man, good job. That's awesome. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. This is what? This is an attaboy. This is good job. Then he comes in. Yet or but... I hold this against you. 
you have forsaken your first love. Remember the heights and where what you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you, remove your lampstand from its place. But if you have this in your favor, you hate the practice of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has ears to hear, they all say this. He who has ears to hear, let him what? Hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Well, as you read through there, that first thing that got me was, you know, I know your deeds. I always, once ago, I had a little thing in my notes. I was kind of going to go through a little chase that bunny for a while. Deeds, you know, what's that really mean? I mean, what's a deed? It's, it's like energy. It's, it's work. It, it's putting our, putting our faith in action. It's that which is done. And so this morning as I was reading, I was like, oh, that's it right there. It's 1 John 3, 18. I added to my notes this morning. Just, things just keep growing. You know what I'm saying? So I, and I looked at that. 1 John 3 says this in 18. If you've got your Bibles turned there, it says this. It says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. You know how you love someone? You take them a home-cooked meal. You know how you love someone? You help fix their fence when it's broken. You know how you love someone? You, you help them jump their car with a jumper cable. But we're all so busy, man. Like, you hear that guy in the car like, <laughs> right, right? You hear him, right? You know that noise, right? With all those guys, are like, you're like, oh man, that, that, ooh, that's a battery pack. You know, I'm like, you kind of just, oh no, this is what we do. We're all that. We ain't got time. But see, he knows your deeds, right? This church, the church in Ephesus, he knows their deeds. And it says here, they've tested those who claim to be apostles. Peter said that in 2 Peter 2 when he said, you know what? There's going to be some people that come along that just, they fit in, but their, their, their message is messed up. When people come in, I love on them. But sometimes they've been like, I've been in church for three years. I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay. All right, I want to hear what you got to say. Because you may not be here for a good reason, right? Because the best way, you can see it in here, the best way to mess somebody up is to get in where they are and live amongst them and give them a little talk too. Sounds good. But once in a while we have, some different persuasions come in the badge church. Boy, he was on us like a like a stick on a hound dog, man. He was on it. He was on it. And I always used to sit back as a kid going, what is he doing, man? He, man, they were they were not, they were not there for good. I learned some things from dad. He was on it. Thank you, Dad, boy. Thank you, Dad. This church here, they did the same thing. Good job. That's good. And they found some that were false. They were very discerning. 
Hey, remember there are 12 disciples? One of them didn't make it. Remember Judas Iscariot? There must have been a deacon in this church who was there, but kind of had a little, like, yeah, it's okay if you just live with somebody. It's okay. It's not really going to hurt nothing. You get married later. Right? You see what I'm saying? It's kind of tilted, but and I don't mean anything bad if maybe you kind of come through that situation, but right? Jesus said that that's not okay. Does that make sense? I'm just telling you what Jesus said. Don't, like my brother came years ago, and there was a couple sitting over here, and they were living together. And, you know, thank God they're there. Praise God. But he was preaching, man. He didn't know. He'd preaching, and then he leaked. And then they left too. Like, what just happened to that? I love them. And I knew them for years. Matter of fact, I've raised her as a kid in church. He was mad. He preached about that. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I, you know, I didn't know. Sorry. Sorry. The gospel's abusive. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's Jesus speaking. Not me. I'm just I'm reporting in. I'm doing my duty. Right? 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 You got a duty. Don't tell me that. You got a duty too. It's just not to come here and sit. Did you, you, you got an assignment. They had an assignment. See, it's order number 12. This, this is not going good. No, I'm just telling you, this is not going good. This is not going good at all. This is not good. This is not good. Let's take a break. Let's talk about it. Round two. Hey, man, I'm just, I'm just saying. I gotta go work faster. I know. Hold on. I'm getting there. So this church is this our church? Then it says, "You forsaken the love of your that you had at first. Forsaken, abandoned, deserted, departed from, cast away, give up, disown. Oh my gosh! It's not like it used to be. <laughs> Left behind." It's kind of a waning love. You know, you get married, and then first few years, five years, I'm sorry, 10, 15, 30, 40 years. All right. You didn't tell me you loved me. Well, if it changes, I'll let you know. Where's the kiss? Where's the hug? Where's the flowers? Trying to save some money, put it away for a future. Got to save up. And then when it's gone, one magically appears. Why? He likes you. Now, I think Hunter does too. But I haven't found the rapper in his room, so it must not be him. Must be somebody else. Every once in a while, I get a little. He's like, "Hey, who's been?" I'm like, "I don't know." But in this church, they get the candy bar. They get the flowers. It's a loveless church. Loveless. <laughs> They'll know we're Christians by our love. It's not here. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. It sounds like 1 Corinthians 13, doesn't it? 
That's it. It's verbatim. You can read it if you want to. So, a little enjoyment before you fall asleep today. Before we come back to church at five. <laughs> Ephesus is one of the richest cities in the ancient world. It was a center of trade and travel. It was a house of the Temple of Diana, one of the seven wonders of the world, 60 feet high, source of fertility, covered with many breasts. If you remember the correctly, in Acts 19, Paul went there, and he was preaching against the different idols and different things, and against that, you know, that big old thing. And people were burning things, getting rid of things, and the silversmiths got mad. Why'd they get mad? They're getting their money away, because... Now you're not buying my idols, and now I don't got no income, and so I'm all messed up. They shouted for two hours. How do you shout for two hours? Well, we're about ready to you about 530. <sighs> oh my gosh, did you see that call? <laughs> right? We're about ready to do it for two hours. So that's what they did for two hours. Great is Artemis. Great is Diana. Who is it? She just fell from heaven. That's what he said. Just the guy that is an accident. He just fell from heaven. There she is, 60 foot high. She fell down. How does that work? Have you ever seen one in your backyard just fell down? Maybe part of the space shuttle, maybe, or something, maybe, but an idol? No, we fashioned it because we're good at that, aren't we? What are you acting? I know, I'm cutting the metal, right? I better get back to the notes. What have we kind of... Matter of fact, remember when you first got saved? It's still good content. Remember how excited you were? Oh, did you see? I found this verse. It says, for God so loved the world. It's in John, there it is. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but rather ask life. Oh my, did you, did you hear that? It's in 3.16, right? I just found it. Oh, my gosh. And then you're out and going, I want to tell you about Jesus because he changed my life. That was year one. Now you're 30 years later. Man, I'm going to tell about Jesus today. First love. I remember back. Remember back that first, first love. Remember that first girlfriend, guys? That perfume. Remember that? My wife brings up, she goes, remember so-and-so, that one guy I dated? I was like, yeah, I think I met that guy. I said, where is that? She goes, yeah. I'm like, let's don't talk about you. <laughs> right? Let's don't talk about you. Remember the other guy, Andy? Yeah. No. <laughs> Wrong one. Okay, that's Andy. Remember Andy? Remember Andy? Oh, and Andy. <laughs> no, I'm doing this on purpose. I know exactly who Andy is. Did she does too? See? Is it possible that this church Ten years later, has lost its first love. 
How about you personally? Where is your enthusiasm for Jesus? Now, you bring my brother in here? I'm like, dude, is he the first thing to get saved? I mean, the dude is on fire, right? Jesus! I'm like, oh my gosh, chill, dude. Jesus! I'm like, gosh, chill. Outside, Jesus! I'm like, oh my gosh, chill. I mean, we're trying to eat. But it's Jesus who gave me the food. I know, I know. He's coming back. I know, I know. I'm preaching about tomorrow. Where's your vigor for Jesus? Or has it waned? Yeah, I want to do the first letter. 1120. Look at Ted. Like I said, we're going to come back. We're on page 209. Ephesus means desirable or first love, to relax or let go. So the letter to Ephesus describes the condition of the church 35 years later. Did you catch that? The letter was written 35 years later. Only 35 years later, and they've waned. Did you get that? When I read that, I went, oh, that's right. He was there about 60 A.D., and Ephesus got things rolling. Now he's on the island of Patmos in A.D. 90. That's 35 years. Does that make sense? Hmm. Let me give you some more understanding. Though we are perhaps still theologically sound, can it be that our heart is no longer pulsating with the love of Jesus who wants what we want? Him who holds the seven stars is Jesus. He holds, controls, directs the spiritual leaders of the seven churches. Seven golden lampstands are the seven churches in Asia and there beyond. Practice of the Nicolaitans. This guy here, Nicholas, said, he got in the, that's what he did. He came in the congregations. He said, you know what? It's okay to have a community of wives. Okay, that doesn't sound right. It's okay to have adultery. No, that doesn't sound right. It's okay to fornicate. No, that's not right either. It's okay to eat meat sacrificed to idols. No, that's not right either. See how they do it? They get in, and they give you false. But to him who overcomes, you must repent, though, and do the things you did at first. 